Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Vaed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Just a quick note of explanation before we begin our reading for today. Did you know that there is now a Daily Audio Torah phone app available, both for iPhones and Android phones? Just go to the Daily Audio Torah website and on the navigation menu, click Get the Phone App. A drop-down menu will display one for iPhone and one for Android phone. Select for the type of phone you have and you will see the instructions there for how to get the free phone app for Daily Audio Torah and you will be able to listen on the go wherever you go with one click. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion reading from Noah, and it means rest. Genesis 8, 15-9-7 Hashem spoke to Noah, saying, Come out of the ark, together with your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds, animals, and everything that creeps on the earth, and let them swarm on the earth, and be fertile and increase on earth. So Noah came out together with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives. Every animal, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that stirs on earth came out of the ark by families. Then Noah built an altar to Hashem, and, taking of every clean animal and of every clean bird, he offered burnt offerings on the altar. Hashem smelled the pleasing odor, and Hashem said to himself, Never again will I doom the earth because of man, since the devisings of man's mind are evil from his youth. Nor will I ever again destroy every living being as I have done. So long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Hashem blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fertile and increase and fill the earth. The fear and the dread of you shall be upon all the beasts of the earth and upon all the birds of the sky, everything with which the earth is astir, and upon all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. Every creature that lives shall be yours to eat. 
as with the green grasses I give you all these. You must not, however, eat flesh with its lifeblood in it. But for your own lifeblood I will require a reckoning. I will require it of every beast. Of man, too, will I require a reckoning for human life. Of every man, for that of his fellow man. Whosoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in his image did Hashem make man. Be fertile, then, and increase. Abound on the earth, and increase on it. Lamentations 3, 1-66 I am the man who has known affliction under the rod of his wrath. Me he drove on and on in unrelieved darkness. On none but me he brings down his hand again and again without cease. He has worn away my flesh and skin. He has shattered my bones. All around me he has built misery and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness, like those long dead. He has walled me in, and I cannot break out. He has weighed me down with chains. And when I cry and plead, he shuts out my prayer. He has walled in my ways with hewn blocks. He has made my paths a maze. He is a lurking bear to me, a lion in hiding. He has forced me off my way and mangled me. He has left me numb. He has bent his bow and made me the target of his arrows. He has shot into my vitals the shafts of his quiver. I have become a laughingstock to all people, the butt of their jibes all day long. He has filled me with bitterness, sated me with wormwood. He has broken my teeth on gravel. He has ground me into the dust. My life was bereft of peace. I forgot what happiness was. I thought my strength and hope had perished before Hashem. To recall my distress and my misery was wormwood and poison. Whenever I thought of them, I was bowed low. But this do I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope. The kindness of Hashem has not ended. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hashem is my portion, I say with full heart. Therefore will I hope in Him. Hashem is good to those who trust in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait patiently till rescue comes from Hashem. It is good for a man when young to bear a yoke. Let him sit alone and be patient when he has laid it upon him. Let him put his mouth to the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to the smiter. Let him be surfeited with mockery. For Hashem does not reject forever, but first afflicts and then pardons in His abundant kindness. For He does not willfully bring grief or affliction to man, crushing under His feet all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man his rights in the presence of the Most High, to wrong a man in his cause, 
This Hashem does not choose, whose decree was ever fulfilled, unless Hashem willed it. Is it not at the word of the Most High that weal and woe befall? Of what shall a living man complain? Each one of his own sins. Let us search and examine our ways and turn back to Hashem. Let us lift up our hearts with our hands to Hashem in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. You have clothed yourself in anger and pursued us. You have slain without pity. You have screened yourself off with a cloud that no prayer may pass through. You have made us filth and refuse in the midst of the peoples. All our enemies loudly rail against us. Panic and pitfall are our lot, death and destruction. My eyes shed streams of water over the ruin of my poor people. My eyes shall flow without cease, without respite, until Hashem looks down and beholds from heaven. My eyes have brought me grief over all the maidens of my city. My foes have snared me like a bird without any cause. They have ended my life in a pit and cast stones at me. Waters flowed over my head. I said, I am lost. I have called on your name, Hashem, from the depths of the pit. Hear my plea. Do not shut your ear to my groan, to my cry. You have ever drawn nigh when I called you. You have said, Do not fear. You championed my cause, O Hashem. You have redeemed my life. You have seen, Hashem, the wrong done me. O vindicate my right. You have seen all their malice, all their designs against me. You have heard, Hashem, their taunts and all their designs against me, the mouthings and pratings of my adversaries against me all day long. See how, at their ease or at their work, I am the butt of their jibes. Give them, Hashem, their deserts according to their deeds. Give them anguish of heart, your curse be upon them. O pursue them in wrath and destroy them from under the heavens of Hashem. Hebrews 1, 1-14 God, who at sundry times and in various manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, You are my son, this day have I begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he said, Who makes his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son, he says, 
Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And you, Lord, in the beginning, have laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They shall perish, but you remain, and they all shall wax old, as does a garment. And as a vesture shall you fold them up, and they shall be changed, but you are the same, and your years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Psalm 102, 1-28 A prayer of the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Hide not your face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned as a hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. My enemies reproach me all day, all the day, and they that are mad against me are sworn against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread, and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of your indignation and your wrath, for you have lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like a shadow that declines, and I am withered like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and your remembrance unto all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yes, The set time is come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear your name, the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth your glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. You shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he has looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed up to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and his praise in Jerusalem, when the people are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. He weakened my strength in the way, he shortened my days. 
I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Of old have you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They shall perish, but you shall endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shall you change them, and they shall be changed. For you are the same, and your years shall have no end. The children of your servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before you. Proverbs 26, 21-22 As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. I want to speak to you today from Lamentations chapter 3, and then we're going to jump into today's psalm. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, these are two very, very famous verses. You may have them memorized, and a really famous hymn has been written based upon these two verses. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are never-ending. They are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 and 23. And so the famous hymn, Great is Your Faithfulness, has been written based upon those two verses. And there are two twin peaks of great hope in the midst of despair, the despair of all of the brokenness and destruction that is being described in the book of Lamentations. So even in the midst of the rubble of the destruction of Jerusalem and of the temple and of the father turning his face away from his people and his people being either murdered or taken away in exile in captivity to Babylon, even in the midst of all that, these verses are right in the middle of this chapter about the steadfast love of the Lord. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 31, for Hashem does not reject forever. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Throughout the many episodes of persecution, Jews have remembered the critical message of this verse. The suffering of the Jewish people will not be eternal. Already in the days of Moses, Hashem assured his people that though they may face wrath and anger, though he may send nations to oppress them, they will always remain his chosen nation. Their suffering will eventually come to an end, and Hashem will redeem his people, as it says. Yet, even then, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or spurn them so as to destroy them, annulling my covenant with them. For I, Hashem, am their God. Leviticus 26.44 To the contrary, I will remember my covenant with Jacob. I will remember also my covenant with Isaac, and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember, and I will remember the land. Leviticus 26.42 Indeed, after years of persecution and suffering, the Jewish people are thriving, and the land of Israel is flourishing, thus demonstrating the eternal truth 
of this verse. Continuing on in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 46. All our enemies loudly rail against us. Many times the enemies of the Jewish people eagerly await the day when the Jews would finally meet their demise, but these plans and expectations have always been divinely foiled. This verse reflects the hatred that Israel's enemies, both historical and contemporary, have always felt towards her. In the spring of 1967, for example, Israel's fate seemed truly doomed. Nearly all of her neighbors sought to wipe her off the map, including Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. Here is how Abba Iban, serving at that time as Israel's foreign minister, described the mood in the days leading up to the Six-Day War. There was no doubt that the howling mobs in Cairo, Damascus, and Baghdad were seeing savage visions of murder and booty. Israel, for its part, had learned from Jewish history that no outrage against its men, women, and children was inconceivable. Many things in Jewish history are too terrible to be believed, but nothing in that history is too terrible to have happened. Memories of the European slaughter were taking form and substance in countless Israeli hearts. They flowed into our room like turgid air and sat heavy on all our minds. As has always been the case, God had different plans, and the young state of Israel mightily and miraculously defeated its enemies. And in Lamentations chapter 3 verse 58, it is written, You championed my cause, O Hashem, you have redeemed my life. The Israel Bible commentary for this verse reads as follows. Indeed, God is the ultimate redeemer. Time and again, Hashem lifts the Jewish people up from the brink of destruction and the depths of despair and helps them to stand upright once again. A shining example of this is the founding of the state of Israel. Merely three years following the end of the darkest period in Jewish history, when a third of world Jewry was brutally murdered and the future of the Jewish people seemed most bleak, God restored his nation to a position of dignity and strength. The significance of the founding of the State of Israel in 1948 was not just the return of the Jewish people to their homeland. It was the reestablishment of Jewish sovereignty and the affirmation that Hashem did not break his word. He was and remains the Redeemer of his people. And now I want to jump into today's psalm. That was Psalm 102. And this is a psalm of someone who is afflicted. David wrote it, so he went through a period when he was afflicted. But we all go through those seasons and times in our life when we are afflicted. Just I'm going to read a couple of verses and then comment. Psalm 102, verse 4. Through six, My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. Verse 8, My enemies reproach me all the day, and they that are mad against me are sworn against me. Have you ever felt that way? 
that you were in a situation where you just wanted to be like a hoot owl and just fly away. Can I just fly away from this scene of my life? Have you ever been in a time when you were being afflicted, when there were enemies all around you, perhaps going through a divorce, perhaps a very difficult boss at work? I remember a season of my life like that. I was going through a horrendous and horrible divorce, and I was a young mother with a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn baby. And I had been abandoned. I had to go get assistance from the state. Cash and food stamps, it was incredibly humbling. But I was not in a position to be able to work with three small children I did go back to work a couple of years later when they were older and I was able to put them in preschool. But the emotional torment and turmoil and warfare that was going on was very, very intense. And a deep depression fell upon me. And I, it was very difficult to even function back in those days. I remember the only thing that really kept me going, my lifeline, was the Word of God. And I remember focusing in on the Psalms. What I love about the Psalms is that David is very transparent. He opens up his heart and he shares his feelings and emotions, what he's going through and how he feels. And always he turns back to, but then I remembered the Lord. But then I turned my eyes upon the God of my salvation. And even in this psalm here today, he does that. In verse 12, But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and your remembrance to all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. Let me unpack that for you. What or who is Zion? Well, there's many layers to that. Zion is Jerusalem. So it's a place. It's a very special place. It's a set place. Set apart place. But Zion is also a people. And what people? The people who love the God of Israel, who love the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's going to include our Jewish brethren, and it's going to include evangelical Christians, and it's going to include Hebrew roots or Messianic people, a remnant from all of those different places um, that I just named. So it's a remnant people who love the God of Israel, and some of them get to live in the land now, and a lot of us still live in the diaspora, scattered to all the nations of the earth. And so there's a set time to come when God is going to favor her. That is Jerusalem, the place, but also Zion, the people. So your servants take pleasure in her stones and, the fa- and favor the dust thereof. Literally, this can apply to all of the archaeology that is happening right now in Jerusalem, that they're discovering ancient 
paths, ancient walkways, ancient wells, ancient walls, um, ancient uh, boundaries and palaces and um, all of these things in the ancient city of David, which is really what ancient Jerusalem was. And as new discoveries are made in the natural with archaeology, often a parallel spiritual truth is unveiled at the same time. Continuing on in this psalm, when the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. That's verse 16. Verse 17, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Back in those days when I was a young single mother and before I went back to work full time, I was destitute. I lived in grinding poverty. And we never, ever went to McDonald's. Uh, we just didn't have the money to eat out, ever. I remember I would buy hot chocolate, Swiss Miss, from the grocery store. And to make it a fun experience, I would say to the kids, we're going to have a cocoa party. And then I would make the hot cocoa for them at home. So this is a promise. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Now those words are code. The the Bible, the Torah is in code. And he often speaks in parables. So on the surface or the Peshat level, you can read the surface, but you're going to miss the deeper meaning unless you look for it and you search for it. There's four levels of Bible study. Peshat, which is on the surface, what does the verse literally say? And then, Ramez, what is this verse hinting at? Is there some kind of a shadow picture there? Is there a hint of something deeper? And then, Drash, what is this verse connected to, to other verses uh, in this chapter or in another book of the Bible? Looking for connections and letting Scripture define Scripture. And then the deepest level is called the sowed level. Often you look at the gematria or you look at the word in Hebrew to see what the Hebrew meaning of the word is. And then you can really get to the heart of the meaning. So the Lord shall build up Zion. When he does this, he's going to appear in his glory. What does building up Zion mean? It is the ingathering of the exiles of Israel that have been scattered to all nations of the earth. Now, there's been a partial ingathering. Many, many Jews from all over the nations have returned to Israel. They've made Aliyah from Russia, from Europe, from France, from all over the world, from Africa. But there's still a whole bunch more of God's people still scattered throughout all the earth. The non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, who are grafted in by faith. They are still scattered to all the nations of the earth. So when the Lord builds up Zion, when Yeshua ingathers the exiles of Israel, guess what? He's going to reveal himself in glory. How did he do that before? When the Hebrews left Egypt and they came into They crossed through the Red Sea, and then they came to Mount Sinai. How did God guide them? Yeshua appeared to them, pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. That was the glory of the Lord. Cloud by day, 
pillar of fire by night. So when he returns to gather his people and lead them on a journey home once again to Israel, he's going to show up in glory, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. And beloved, if you are in a time, a season of great distress, of sorrow, of grief, for whatever the circumstances might be, perhaps a bankruptcy, perhaps a divorce, perhaps uh, you're in the marriage, but there's just tremendous strife and uh, much verbal abuse going on. Whatever your situation is, verse 17, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Verse 20, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death. He's looking down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven, and he hears the groaning of the prisoner, and he will loose those that are in bondage and in prison. So Abba, thank you that you hear our cry. You see our situation. You see those who are in bondage, perhaps to debts, in a low-paying job, and many, many debts piled up, in bondage to a, a toxic relationship at work or at home in the family, in bondage to alcohol or drugs or nicotine or or watching too many video games or being addicted to the internet. Abba, I pray that today you will set free those who are in bondage, those who are in prison. Set your captives free, Father God, today. Thank you for your word that gives us hope. Thank you that you do hear our prayers and that you do answer them. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.